Welcome. Don't adjust your dial. Bob Polisai coming at you. Michael Pickering here with our next episode in our nine-part miniseries, Our World in Numbers. We're doing different top ten lists for economic and development variables and indicators and seeing what's shaking down in the world today. And we've already done GDP and GDP per capita with the top ten ranked countries in each of those categories. But now, we're doing the top ten Gini Index countries in the world. Now, for almost all of you out there, Gini, well, this is something new. You know, I knew most of you out there at least heard of GDP or GDP per capita before, so it was a nice and easy slide into that. But Gini Index is a bit more complex, a little more economic and mathematical, if you will. But we're going to break it down all nice and easy for you, so no worries. The Gini Index, also known as Gini Coefficients, well, it measures the amount of income inequality in a country. Simple as that. The measure goes from zero being completely equal income distribution, to 100, being a completely unequal income distribution. Now, in reality, we know there's no such place as a country with perfectly equal income distribution among the population, because that would mean everyone in the country makes the exact same amount of money. And remember, that's what GDP per capita shows us, and we said, that's all make-believe. But it's also impossible to have a country where income is completely unequal. You see, the two extremes of this measure, the zero and the 100, aren't seen in reality. No country has either of those values. So it's important to stake out where the actual extremes are first to give you a bit of perspective on the range of actual occurrences in the world today. So the closest country to zero, which is perfect income equality, is a 246 and the closest country to the score of 100, which is complete income inequality, is a 63. So you see, our actual range of values, even though the scale theoretically goes from 0 to 100, our reality and country range only goes from 24 to 63. Now enough of the nerd talk, I know you're saying already, let's get to the list. And our data come from the World Bank and include years... 2017, 2018, and 2019. And we'll talk about that later. Let's go. And coming in at number 10 is Finland with a 27.3 in 2018. Number 9 is Belgium with a 27.2 in 2018. Number 8, Ukraine with a 26.6 in 2019. Number 7, Iceland with a 26.1 in 2017. Number 6, the United Arab Emirates with a 26.0 in 2018. And now to our top five, and number five is Moldova, with a 25.7 in 2018. Number four is Belarus, with a 25.3 in 2019. And tied for number three, the Slovak Republic and the Czech Republic, both with a 25.0 in 2018. And number one, the country with the least amount of income inequality in the world, Slovenia with a 24.6 in 2018. And there you have the list, my friends. But now, as always, let's dig a little deeper. Let's start by asking, what really is income inequality? Right? Because that's what Genie is measuring, how much income inequality exists in a country. Well, you see, income inequality is looking at the entire economy of a country, you know, the GDP of it all. 
and seeing how that money is spread out throughout the entire country, throughout the entire population. You know, you ever heard that saying, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer? Well, Jeannie tries to measure just that by asking, well, how many rich people are included in that? And just how rich are they? And how many poor people are included in that? And how poor are they? You know, that's what measuring income inequality is all about. Seeing where the income distribution lies throughout an entire country. Although while this sounds like a cool thing to measure, we need to very importantly address the fact that our data come from a mixture of years from World Bank data between 2017 and 2019. You know, why the old data? Why the inconsistency of years? Question mark. And there's actually quite a few reasons for this, but we're only going to cover a few of them here. Now, firstly, and for a lot of global statistics out there, sadly, not every country has the resources to provide data to people to actually calculate every statistic that we want. Though sometimes the World Bank or United Nations or other groups and organizations, they will pay for the data collection in different countries. But they don't do that every year and not for every single country and not for every single statistic. Simple as that. It'd be way too expensive. Additionally, some countries don't want this kind of data being publicized about themselves. You know, let's say income inequality is really bad in your country, and you're part of the government. You don't want that reaching the public's ear. Hell no. You know, other times, it's literally methodological reasons, where some people don't like the way that Gini is calculated, and they don't believe it's a good measure of income inequality. A true nerd's argument, and I love every second of it. But no, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. But for real, lots of people don't like Genie as a measure for income inequality. But also, and similarly along those lines, there's a pretty good argument that Genie by itself isn't necessarily all that helpful. And that it's way more fruitful when looking at the income inequality within a country to also put that along demographic lines to see things like ethnic or racial disparities in income inequality as well. And for sure, I think that's some extremely important work, without a doubt. And you know, after saying all of this, we may most certainly be wondering, well, why the hell use this stat at all? Question mark. Does this list even matter? And the short answer is yes, this list matters. But not when looking at just one particular country, but rather when looking at global income inequality. You know, if you're really interested to see how your country is measuring up to the rest of the world and income inequality matters to you, then hell yeah, this list matters. On our top 10 list of countries with the most equal income distribution in the world, there is only one, I repeat, one country that shows up on either of our previous top 10 list about GDP or GDP per capita. And that's Iceland, which has the seventh best income distribution in the world and has the sixth best GDP per capita in the world. Meaning that in Iceland, not only do people make a lot of money on average as measured by GDP per capita, but the income in that country is far more evenly distributed than almost any other country in the world. And even more importantly, perhaps, now that we've looked at our third economic variable, our third top 10 list of countries, there is no country that appears on all three lists. And again, we stress how well a country is doing in development 
is directly connected to what measure you use to tell your story. And let's be fair, Gini, GDP per capita, GDP, all three of these development variables are about money. And what if money isn't all that matters to you? What if, I don't know, maybe something like education or health means something to you? HDI, we'll see you next week. And that's this Tuesday's top 10 list. Check out lofipolysci.com, the music, the episodes, the blog, the letters, the art. Add us on all the socials. People, hit us up. Always remember that Lo-Fi Polysci is more than just me. It's the week that we be. Talk to you soon, Lo-Fi listeners. Pickering, signing off. <laughs>